On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we are one day away from the NBA trade deadline on Thursday afternoon, and one name keeps popping up as far as a big man goes. We'll tell you who that is from the West Coast next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. What's up, man? How you doing? What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm all right. You good? I'm good. I'm good. All good, man. Looking forward to this game tonight. A big one for the Sixers against the Boston Celtics in Boston. 7.30 start time, national TV. Huge one. Uh, between these two division rivals we'll talk about them coming up here shortly we'll get into some of the keys to the game as well in that one and we'll start off with uh, some trade discussion involving the philadelphia 76ers but first we got to introduce ourselves and welcome you locked on 76ers i'm divine Givens from 97 father fanatic radio in philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner from the beat right Sixers beat writer from the inquire.com keith pompey Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, big game tonight, as we talked about. But before we do that, uh, also very important in terms of things that took place with the Kyrie Irving trade, Keith. A lot of times, you know, you're waiting for that one big ball to drop. Who's going to be the first one to um, make that that swing? And the swing went first with the Dallas Mavericks landing Kyrie Irving. And now things are already underway. So with that, there are many names that keep coming up for the trade deadline as we get ready for Thursday afternoon. And one of the names, Keith, we hear a lot of names that fans want to see Daryl Morey and Elton Brand uh, look into from the other teams. But the one that keeps popping up, and I know you do all of, all of your work and you check in and you intel, Jared Vanderbilt, forward. From the Utah Jazz, he was traded in the uh, Rudy Gobert deal from the Minnesota Timberwolves. 6'8 player, went to Kentucky. Um, really good player, 6'8, 6'9, 23 years of age. He signed a three year, $13 million deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, he's, you know, on a pretty decent, cap friendly type of deal, man. And he has in this year 4.3 and in 4.6 next season remaining on his deal and he is a talented player man he's really good uh he's a versatile player and one that i wouldn't be upset wouldn't be upset if they uh checked in on on vanderbilt just to see exactly uh what they could do with him so uh keep your thoughts on uh jared vanderbilt already this season with the utah jazz and and averaging eight points eight rebounds 2.7 assists one steal 0.3 block shots uh, in 52 games for the Jazz. He's a versatile player. What do you make of him? You know, I mean, he's a, he's a versatile player. He's a guy that I remember a couple of years ago, people were saying how much Daryl Morey really liked him. Um, this was a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, the thing with him is he's, he's not a center, 
but he can guard all three positions. He can guard the three, the four, the five. Um, and also the Sixers are also looking for a wing as well. So when you consider that he can guard threes, you can look and see his athleticism. He can be sort of like a two for one for him. You know, now, again, you know, ideally you 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 want to get a bigger guy. You know, you want to get a bigger um, center. But when we talk about four point three million dollars, that's the same amount of money Matisse Thibault is making. And and then you look at him and like I said, a two for one, you know, that could be a, a, a good bargain for them to get that. The problem is, though, it just seems like that what they're trying to do is I'm talking about Utah. They're, you know, they they were in talks or discussions to pay, possibly package him to and Malik Beasley to a team. And there are three teams involved, one of them being the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. So well, with that being said, it's like, you know, and, and, and also uh, uh, Utah wants a first round pick to be included in the package for him if a team wants him. So I don't know if the Sixers have enough, but he is an intriguing piece, an intriguing piece. Yeah, and the one thing that we talk about oftentimes with these types of deals, when you are a contending team and everybody's doing their maneuvering and, and making their changes to their roster, uh, the one thing, Keith, is is also you don't want to get – you don't want those other teams to get that certain player. For instance, when you go back to uh, the uh, 2021 year where the Sixers were knocked off by the Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee acquired P.J. Tucker in that deal, and they eventually won the championship – and, you know, you look at that one, the same thing when you look at some of the other teams around the league and they acquire that player later in your division, in your conference, people you're fighting for in the top of those conferences, you don't want them to get them. So it's not you doing the deal simply because you want to keep them away for that purpose. But it's somewhere in the back of your mind of I don't want to face this guy. Uh, the reason why I'm trading for him is because I think he's a valuable player and he will be valuable against the teams that we play if they you clearly like him so if they if he goes to boston or milwaukee uh, or i don't know miami cleveland atlanta to your point then he would make them better and this is a guy who is versatile can do a lot of different things uh, when you're talking about the wing position very very good and a slight body slight frame can move his feet though beat you to the spots also with the big bodies he's just smart of how he uses his uh, his timing, his footwork, his hands, not reaching and things of that nature, and can block some shots. His numbers don't tell it for this season, but he can block shots uh, there at the rim. So the other part with that, Keith, if they were able to strike out with a uh, strike out with a bigger player, and they were were able to get Vanderbilt, they could always still last resort. You improve your team by adding Vanderbilt. You think last resort going to get one of those big bodies on the buyout market? Yeah, that, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's what to it. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have a lot of options that way, that route in the buyout market. I think, like you know, right now the the focus is probably getting under the cap, making some other moves. You know, I mean, things like that to help them, and then that that will enable them to like when they get underneath, when, after they make that, those moves, if they make them, then they can go out there and get somebody, sign them to a minimum you know, on from the buyout market and they should be fine. Well, I mean, let's, let's see, let's see if that is the case because, um, you know, they might have to go uh, that, that direction and, 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 and look that way if they in fact get uh, Vanderbilt, but 
no more size outside of that if, if it comes in. But he's an intriguing name for me. He's a very intriguing name uh, for me when it comes to to him. So we, we got to talk about uh, some some more things overall around the league. But we'll also talk about the Boston Celtics as they uh, take on the 76ers tonight. They host the Sixers in an important game. Sixers and Celtics have only played once this season. That was the opener. And in that opener, the Boston Celtics took down the Sixers at TD Garden. And the Sixers are looking for a little revenge against their division rival. So we'll do that shortly here as we check back in with you right here on Locked On 76ers. But I got to tell you about uh, as we look at new places, new homes for some of these players, uh, we talk about uh, jobs, right? And jobs, how important they are. But you also may have your own small business. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. I surround myself with Keith Pompey. I'm in good hands, but I also, like you, may want a few more people around to make things go a little smoother. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you qualify quickly, pardon me, attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, what else, Keith, when you look at things? Welcome back, everybody, Locked On 76ers. Uh, what other center options via trade or the buyout market, in addition to Jared Vanderbilt, as we focused on him, in the first segment, what other options uh, would you believe are potentially out there via trade? And then, of course, what they have available in the buyout? You know, it, it's weird because I, I think, like, you know, Nerlens Noel, like we talked about him beforehand, but another person's name who keeps popping up, and depending on what, what Chicago wants to do, is Andre Drummond. And if the 76ers would be able to get him, I mean, that would be huge, I think. And then there's other people like, you know, let's say. I Hold mean, on. You get, did, did you see the move Nerlens did uh, again um, last night? Remember the infamous move where he was trying to do a Euro step and he airballed the, he did it again. Oh, that was drumming. That was drumming. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I saw that. I mean, but you know what? That's a matter of just standing. <laughs> matter of fact, you know, it's funny, man, because. Because I was I was watching that before uh, oh, man. before before we did this podcast. I was like yeah. looking at a friend of mine saw it. 
But you know what? That's one of those things where everybody thinks it's easy. It's easy because you see Joel doing that stuff, and it's hard. Like that's one of those. <laughs> like, like it was, it was, was it? It was oh, a great idea, but bad at poor execution. Yeah, he got the ball on the wing. I mean, he stole the ball and was gone, and he just should have just one Boom! Finger roll. Air ball game. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you can't touch it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But go but, ahead. I'm sorry. I just but no, nah, I think, I mean, let's just say, if you, and now here's the thing. Some people think that Chicago is going to raise the, up the ante. And I don't even know if Chicago is interested in teas like that. Mm-hmm. But they're saying Chicago is going to up the ante. So where are you going to have to, you know, people are going to have to pay more. But let's just say if Chicago figures like, hey, we're struggling. We're not going to do anything. We might as well buy them out, right? And if they, yeah, if they buy them out, then that's a good option. Something else that people need to check into is like, you know, there's a lot of trades happening. San Antonio just traded for Dwayne Detman. Second round pick, right? Second round pick. Let's just say, I don't know, but what if what if San Antonio says, you know what, we're tanking Dwayne. We know you, this ain't where you want to be. Yeah, because he wasn't happy there the first time. Yeah, he wasn't happy there the first time, and let's just buy you out. And then you know what? It, it could be possibly like that could be something for the Sixers. So do you like do you, you like know, that option? Of oh, Dwayne, I, I do. Dwayne the Dwayne. only the only thing I like Dwayne Detman. I mean, other people that we well, I like him a lot. The the thing about it is, um, the thing is is it's like when he was here the last time, he hated it. And remember, it was giving out those crazy eight years. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but you know, it was like these extended contracts where everything was non guaranteed. And like Dwayne Devin was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a different time now. That was different- with Sam Hinkie. Yeah, that was, but you know, that was Sam, but it was, it was crazy. So, you know, and then it could be some other options. I think that there's going to be a lot of people of, of, available. Like it's funny, the one guy I like now he's a starter though, and his and it is, I haven't heard anything about him becoming a um, a buyout guy, but but I like Mason Plumley. I was gonna bring him up. That was yeah, my I like him. That's who I like. That's he who would, I like. Yeah, he would be yeah. one. He would have a lot of suitors if that was the case. Exactly. A lot of suitors. Exactly. So, I mean, there, there'll be some options. And you're right. Like, you can go out there and get uh, Vanderbilt and then come in and in, in, uh, in the buyout market and, and get somebody. But again, oh, we're talking about the 76ers. They're in third place. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to try to get people. The Boston Celtics are going to try to get people. Denver Nuggets are going to try to get people. All these teams who have opportunities to win chips are going to try to do it. So it's not like the Sixers are the only team that can squeeze them in. So it's going to be competition that way. So if, if in fact, you look at someone like Dwayne Devin, and let's assume Montrezl Harrell stays here, Paul Reed as well, and they look at the landscape here in Philadelphia versus some other place when, places, how attractive, would, how attractive would it be for, let's say, someone like specifically Devin because you know he wants to score. Mason Plumlee is not worried about that, but for Devin, when he looks at a situation where Plumley gets the minutes because he's a scorer, uh, but he's going to get more defensive minutes, 
how is he going to look at, you know, and, and I'm asking hypothetically, hypothetically, because you clearly can't answer that question, but looking at the fact that they'll have a big man on the roster that gets five minutes and he gets them because he scores, knowing that you can get defensive minutes, but can also score. I wonder how much that will play into a factor. I don't know, man. If it's Boston Celtics are saying, hey, I want you to come here, I'm looking at Boston. Yep. Yeah, I think I will go there. You know what I mean? And no offense to the Sixers, but it's kind of like at that point, you just a mercenary. Like you just you just a hired gun to come and try to get a chip, you know? And you're well, gonna go to the team. You know that in either place, it's just a matter of they're gonna want time. Well, you're gonna want time, but also you're gonna go to the place that you think is gonna win the chip. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, uh, you're gonna get time too. Like basically, you assume that they're gonna play you. But to me, I'm I'm going to the places not not a place that I think will get to the conference finals. I'm going to the team I think is gonna win it all. You know what I mean? That's yep. just me. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting. The Mason Plumlee is a really good name. Dwayne Dedman is an interesting name. And then we'll see the others that are already there and available on the buyout. And other names might drop and also get into the mix there as well. Uh, on the other side, our final segment, we'll talk about the Sixers and the Celtics tonight. Big matchup between these two uh, confidence-leading teams. Celtics at 38-16, Sixers 34-18. and We'll talk about them next right here on Locked On 76 for now, let's talk about FanDuel, right? Why I want to talk about FanDuel? Because this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes um, betting on sports fun and easy. This is what you need to do. You need to download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if it doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly, right? So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. And I am Devon Givens. Sixers, Celtics gave you the records. Celtics are in the top seed in the Eastern Conference right now. The 76ers are third, or right there behind them, uh, three games back in the standings. And uh, as of right now, Keith, first of all, dating back to the first game of the season where the Celtics dropped the Sixers by final score 126-117. James Harden had 35 and seven in that game, and B had 15 rebounds, but they lost uh, again by nine points in that particular game. And as I said, as far as the standings go, the Sixers are currently three games back of the Celtics, two games back of Milwaukee in, in the standings. Keith, when you look at this one, man, this is a huge matchup between these two teams. Do you see a better showing 
from them against the Celtics in this one, as the Celtics are six and four in their last 10, where the Sixers are eight and two in their last 10. You know what? I mean, you you hope to see a better showing, but, you know, after looking at the last, looking at how they played the Orlando Magic and looking at how they played the uh, the New York Knicks, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we're going to see a better showing. I mean, you would hope because it's a big game, you saw some improvement, but it looked like they took a couple steps backwards in the in the in the recent games. See, the problem that the Sixers have is that they tend to struggle a little against, a little bit against athletic wings, good quality wings, and we, we're we're talking about the Boston Celtics here. They have much more talent than the Orlando Magic and much more talent than they, than the New York Knicks. Now, again. All this stuff that I'm saying right now, whenever we feel this way about the Sixers, is when they typically come out and surprise us, is when they come out ready to play and focus. But I look at it right now that, you know, first of all, I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are two hard guys to guard when you have both of them cooking like they were the first game. Very difficult. Very difficult to defend. Uh, tough, tough guys to defend, sure. And they're going to have their hands full tonight. So um, uh, are those the two main – those are the main two matchups, as we both know. Uh, any other one that you look at as far as uh, matchups go that, that you really have your eyes on? Well, the one I really want to have my eyes on is – and you probably feel the same way. Is, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but Al Horford has had a lot of success over the years against MB. Mm-hmm. I really would love to see that matchup, see how they do that. You know, my, whoever whoever's guarding Malcolm Brogdon, you're going to have to do a whole lot better than what happened the first time because as much as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both had 35 points, the game was won because of Malcolm Brogdon. He came, came in, off, took over. Yeah, he came in, was killing. I mean, he, well, he, had, six, he had 16 points on 7-4-11 shooting, you know, so – you know, those, I mean, that right there is, like, I really want to see that. Whoever's guarding up on him, and it could be him and Maxie, I don't know, because they're both coming off the bench. But, um, you know, I don't think you want to pit Maxie on him. It might have to be Matisse or somebody. But, um, but yeah, I really want to – that's the guy that I really want to um, pay attention to. Yeah, that was mine. Uh, the obvious choices, as you talked oh, about, the two wings, no, it's fine. Two wings and then the MB Horford matchup. So I went to the Brogdon part because he did destroy them in that first game. So uh, he's been tremendous. Six he was six taking years. names, bro, taking names. Six men of the year candidate and for good reason. He's been tremendous, a tremendous addition for that team. So they've cooled off a bit. So um, I hope the Sixers go in there with the right mindset to see how they – I hope we get a much better game overall in this one between these two teams. Yep. All right. Well, tomorrow we'll talk to you all. And when we get to you tomorrow, we'll recap the game. But it'll be our last time to talk about the trade deadline. Some final things maybe that we might unearth here on the show. And uh, really appreciate everybody sticking in with us. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And uh, now make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us? Like my man D said, wherever you get your podcast, you can get this podcast too, people. Um, but when you do the um, 
when you go to our YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell, and you become a subscriber. You get notifications whenever we do stuff. In addition to that, make sure you listen to my man D from 6 to midnight on the Divine Giving Show, right? So now what he's going to do is he's going to do his show pregame, and then all of a sudden the, show, the game comes on, and then he does the postgame show, right? So you do that. Make sure you listen into my man there. You can watch it on TV, but listen to, to like, D, D before he goes. Listen to my man Tom again is afterwards, and then soon you get done, go straight let, turn it up, turn the volume up high, and make sure you listen to D to breaking the game down. That's but right. also follow follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, as always, man, uh, great catching up, great conversation, and uh, we'll see how things go tonight between the Sixers and Celtics, and then you know the trade stuff begins because they don't play again until Friday. So uh, that that'll be it. Have a great one, man. Talk to you later. All right, bro. Peace. Thank you.